Welcome to a special edition of Trending Health, where we provide you with insights and perspectives on the healthcare industry. Brought to you by Dynamic, Trending Health explores topics that are real, relevant, and worth discussing. I'm your host, Mindy McGrath. I'm joined by my co-host, Ryan Hummel. Hello, everybody. And uh, like much of America, we are practicing social distancing and doing our part in trying to flatten the curve, so we are recording remotely today. And Rye, I can't think of anything more relevant right now on this recording date of Tuesday, March 24th, than the widespread and disruptive nature of the COVID-19 pandemic. This novel coronavirus is disrupting really almost every dimension of society across the world. Um, In some cases, we look at this as almost an unprecedented health situation where the role of public health uh, within the framework of a health system is coming to the forefront and to some extent also under the microscope. So in this episode of Trending Health, we're going to cover some of our observations and reflections uh, since the emergence of the novel coronavirus. Um, You know, this rapidly evolving public health pandemic crisis, I think has highlighted both the fragmented structure of health systems and also the spirit of partnership to respond to a global crisis. Brian, if you think about this, like generations before us have weathered pandemics, and we have studied the history and some of the lessons of those times, which I think has been rolled into the public health activities that we're witnessing currently. And here we are, we're reliving the history that generations after us will likely study in terms of how you manage health situations of this magnitude. Um, So for the foreseeable future, right, we have things like social distancing being the new norm. Our way of life feels very interrupted. And, you know, the ripple effects of this may have some really long lingering effects, especially in the healthcare industry, from things like operating models, service models, supply chains, clinical trials. And I wonder if all of this could be a tipping point in accelerating health systems towards kind of new and different models. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's that uh, balance between trying to understand the world as it is today and living in it, that we're all in it, and also taking kind of a stepwise approach to understand what exactly we are doing in the healthcare ecosystem today um, to reflect on it in the future, right? I mean, everything has changed. Um, uh, the remoteness of everyone is is was forced upon us, and I think that time will tell on how some of these practices will be adopted for the long term as a way of life. Yeah, and I think um, you know, generally speaking, there's there's been a lot of reaction to how the pandemic has been um, handled, but I don't want to lose sight of the fact that in the midst of this, there are some really positive things happening. Um, you know, when we talk, yeah, right. When we talk about healthcare, we talk about the fact that healthcare is ultimately about people, and I think we're seeing that shine through, right, in terms of just the commitment of people, whether it's physicians, first responders, nurses, researchers, technologists, like individuals that work in the healthcare sector. Um, you know, that make up our healthcare system workforce. I think the mobilization of corporate America and some of the sectors that are really diving quickly into trying to develop clinical solutions. And there are positive things happening. Um, and I think there'll be time to reflect on, you know, um, what we could have done better, where we had some gaps, and the things that we did well. 
on this episode, I um, want to spend some time just talking about some of the things that we've observed over the course of the last you know, three to four weeks. Uh, so, Rye, I'm interested in hearing your thoughts. There's been a lot of conversation on whether public health agencies were caught by surprise by the COVID-19 pandemic. And my question is, do you think they were? From a public health perspective, I, I would probably argue from my perspective that they were not surprised that a pandemic hit. I think the surprise probably lies within the support that they probably were expecting a little quicker and more rapid than they're getting. Um, and, and I believe that's catching up uh, a little bit, uh, depending on where you are in the country or in the world. But no, I, I really don't think folks were surprised. And, and a little bit of evidence, and maybe above and beyond the public health perspective, you mentioned some of the positives that are happening or some of the, you know, silver lining actions that are taking place. You know, you and I have talked many times at our podcasts and in personal conversations about the fact that providers and health systems and really frontline caregivers in general tend to walk towards the fire again versus away from the fire. And we're seeing that now. And, um, you know, this pandemic hit and I think the frontline caregivers and physicians and nurses and therapists and all of those folks that work um, in the healthcare setting are really reacting in a, in a just, just amazing way. Yeah, so true. I would say my observation on this is probably very similar um, to yours in that I think that what we have seen is that public health agencies weren't necessarily caught by surprise, but it does highlight the extent at which public health in general can actually take um, some of the quick action that we see as necessary, right, to contain and mitigate the spread from prior pandemics. So it shows how much of an advisory role they tend to play versus to some extent, the ability to actually take action and their reliance, right, on, on other government agencies, on the executive branch, on, on legislative branches to actually be able to respond to the information that they're supplying. So, um, yeah. you know, I, I think that's kind of what, what has really taken shape for, for me, at least from an observation standpoint, is that we talk a lot about public health. And, and the role of public health and how much it's under the microscope. But I think it really highlights, you know, some of the differences that we see even across the globe in terms of the role that public health plays and how integrated it might be in the, the larger government efforts that are underway in different countries to try to mitigate and, and um, really take some quick action to address this pandemic. Yeah, Mindy, I think it's absolutely true. You know, I look at some of the, you know, one of the things I, I think is worth kind of talking about and maybe in the background for now, and we can talk and debate in future episodes around this, but it really does clearly indicate and and illuminate the fact that the U.S. healthcare system is fragmented by states. So we have this federal uh, federal branch in Washington, D.C., and the executive branch who has, and uh, that has a lot of ability to make decisions federally. And we also have, you know, 50 individual healthcare systems within our country. So in essence, when you talk about how Italy is handling the COVID-19 battle or how China is, we actually have, in essence, 50 battles that we're fighting. Now, ultimately, the federal government is responsible for and making um, 
some, some big recommendations, but I think it, it bears repeating that it is very segmented out by state and by hotspot across the country, and that, that adds complexity. Yeah, and that was going to be one of my other um, observations, right, is that we have this mixed model, and what has been interesting to see is um, the extent that different states have taken aggressive action, um, even more aggressively than what we have seen at a federal level, um, even at at the municipality level or the city level, right? There's just been um, really, a, you know, through the layers of our healthcare system, um, really a, a kind of a mixed um, bag in terms of how we are responding. And I think uh, you and I have talked before about how this mixed model um, can have not only a lot of fragmentation in it, but gaps. It can be really difficult to coordinate then a holistic response to it. Um, and so you wonder if that mixed model is being tested. And I, I think that speaks to you know, one of the observations I have in terms of like just the disjointed integration of public health and local delivery systems. So you think about how healthcare is delivered. Um, while we talk universally about our healthcare system being a global system, it's really delivered locally, right? And and the notion of a global pandemic um, likely is pretty out of sight, out of mind um, for most hospital systems as they're delivering care on a regular basis to people that utilize the system. Um, and I, I think that, um, you know, what we've seen over the last four weeks is that public health agencies, departments of health have really had to rally very quickly to get integrated with their local delivery systems um, to ensure that practices and guidance are being made clear and that they're getting local providers, right, the information and the tools that they need to be able to, to be at the front lines and to address um, patient care in a way that, that really is a serious disruption what providers are used to in terms of, you know, patients coming through the door and the, the surges that they're expecting to see. Yeah, I, I, you know, you mentioned patients coming through the door. I would say nothing kind of speaks to, I'll call that global kind of thesis you just made about the fact that it's global, but it's also local response other than, you know, some of the announcements that have been made. You know, we talked a little bit about the silver lining, you know, just in the past week or two. Um, the administration announced, you know, an emergency declaration that uh, expanded Medicare's telehealth benefits under a waiver authority. And this this is pretty swift action uh, and expands Medicare telehealth coverage that allows, you know, senior beneficiaries to get a broad range of healthcare services on on different mediums across their kind of uh, spectrum. It, it, it's pretty fascinating to see this mixed model in action. Yeah, and I wonder if um, you know this lifting of some of the restrictions just becomes part of what the norm, new normal will look like. Um, you know, because there's so many benefits, right? Um, in terms of opening up telehealth and allowing people to get access um, to the care delivery model in a different way, um, and so you. Like I, I just wonder um, whether that was the switch that needed to be flipped in order for us to really embrace telehealth more globally in the healthcare system. I mean, no only time will tell, uh, but it'll be interesting to see um, how many different physician groups and practices um, dive into telehealth to respond more immediately to what's going on with COVID-19 and whether they continue to keep that 
that um, option as a service option to patients uh, once we kind of make our way through this. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, signing and accelerating the enablement of telemedicine is one thing. I would say, you know, we talk about surprises and not surprises. You know, what, what's going to be interesting to see is if these, if these telemedicine uh, companies and providers are ready for that high demand. I don't, I know that they, I'm guessing they were not ready for this um, broad update. And so I think that this is going to be an interesting uh, time as we, as we navigate through these very unique periods. You know, the, the, the final observation I think that I've seen over the last um, couple of weeks and would love your take on it is just kind of a partnership between sectors that, um, maybe it was not as um, apparent to individuals that are not working within the healthcare sector and or the industry. I thought it was interesting that there was a letter written by some of the major healthcare industry groups uh, last week that basically said, you know, this, this is this unpre- unprecedented demonstration of partnership and collaboration in the healthcare industry, and it is happening now because we unanimously agree that by the private market and government coming together as one that we can effectively protect and care for American people. Um, Leaders in the private sector say that the following actions are needed to ensure care for communities that are in peril. And so they they laid out four things that, you know, it was around stable, continuous supply of needed medical supplies, clinical labs and technicians, healthcare providers and frontline workers, and healthcare facilities. Um, They talked about strengthening provider capacity. and driving patients to appropriate alternative sites of care, which you just mentioned. Uh, We must ensure that continued access to critical medications um, are available and avoid supply chain disruption, which we haven't even talked about that. Um, And they concluded the letter basically saying that this moment challenges all of us in the healthcare system, and we will do everything possible to ensure that the private sector and government collaborate and cooperate on behalf of the American people. We will deliver by working together. Um, and I just found it to be a very, you know, powerful letter because I think um, they hit on four major aspects that we are seeing under duress right now, especially around supply chain and, and you know, the care of frontline workers. Um, but it really is the first time in, in in my career that I've seen the major industry groups get together in a united front and basically say, we're all in this together because without the, you know, without us working together, we really don't constitute a health system that's going to be effective to protect people. Yeah. This, this unification of different sectors and different industries is, is really truly happening. We're seeing it on our client front as well. You know, everything from, you know, clients working on vaccinations to working on unique ways to make the supply chain more efficient and building up inventory to capturing data on all drugs being used off label to treat things. You know, it just runs the gamut, uh, from, from healthcare technology providers, life sciences and public health, um, all the way to health plans. You know, we're hearing talks and, and information from, health plans are reallocating their priorities with kind of their nursing force as well. So it's really, uh, you know, the, uh, we talk about this, this, this really heavy cloud over 
over the world right now, and we're able to see some of these silver lining unification efforts done by the healthcare industry as a whole. Yeah, no doubt. You know, as we we begin to to get through this, which we know we we will, time is going to be a factor in all of this. Um, you know, I think about the cost the cost of the healthcare system, and this was not an anticipated event that is hitting countries. Um, and I think what we're going to see is that um, in order to make the healthcare system stronger. Uh, you know, we're going to see a lot of, of um, considerations being given across sectors on um, what's the right thing to do when a healthcare system is, you know, potentially caught off guard by something. Mindy, I think you're absolutely right. I think, you know, one of the things, if I put kind of my process improvement hat on, um, you know, because I think it's really important to talk about is that what we have seen in broad platform implementations and kind of quick process improvements, we always do kind of an after action review overview of what we learned and, and powerful tools to help do that. And I was just thinking about this as I was talking to clients and some colleagues before that really this pandemic is going to force the healthcare system to do a during action review instead of an after action review. Because, you know, I think with things changing, every hour, every day, we're really going to need to kind of have these continuity workforces and tiger teams to make sure that we're responding very quickly. And the power of doing this kind of during action review is really going to affect future actions around the healthcare ecosystem. This wraps up our episode of Trending Health. And on behalf of Dynamic, we'd like to thank all healthcare workers out there who are contributing their time, their energy, and their resources to helping all of us, and in particular patients, navigate through this very difficult period. We wish everyone well and look forward to sharing more perspectives with you on trending health in the near future.